your need-to-know cultural snapshot of Wisconsin and beyond. This is What's on Tap with Sandy Max, a deep dive into all things intriguing, riveting, and entertaining. And now your host for the evening, here's Sandy Max. It is me. How you doing? I am Sandy Max. Super excited about this show because it's a brand new show and it's a way for us to hear about and experience culture and creativity here in Wisconsin and around the world. And we've got so much creativity that just lives right here in our state. And then I've had the opportunity to go around the world and bring some of that back to us for tonight and future shows. And so I'm excited. That's my new job here at WTMJ with What's on Tap. My name is Sandy Max. And uh, with my curiosity about creativity, and I've also been working at Milwaukee PBS for the past 10 seasons, I host an Emmy award-winning show called The Arts Page. And that is a magazine-type show, half an hour that explores local art and art from around the world. So it, uh, it kind of is in step with that. And I'm qualified and it also invigorated by this new radio show. And our vision here is to bring you, of course, interviews and conversations, but also interesting, impactful experiences, like a way to explore the relevant topics of the day in our world that can enlighten and entertain and even connect us in some unexpected ways. So uh, we'll hopefully be getting some, you know, behind the scenes experiences, backstage experiences, where instead of me telling you all about it, I can bring you along with me and help paint the picture and uh, maybe get you excited about things that you haven't experienced. And uh, thanks to each of you who have asked, hey, where's Sandy Max? Asking where I've been since I left a few weeks ago for a magical mystery tour of England with about two dozen Passionate, fun Beatles fans. I hosted an excellent travel experience with Steve Bertrand Travel. It was a Beatles-themed experience called The Beatles and Beyond, an England adventure. It, it was tempting to stay in England, but came back to work on this new radio show because uh, I think I've shared with you before that, you know, during 2020, we all kind of reevaluated our lives. And I figured out at that time, I'm a communicator and I'm a connector, and I missed that about being out and about in the world. So now with this show and being able to get out and about and uh, bring experiences, I'm excited about it. And it was a thrill to be in England, of course, and to visit Beatles landmarks in London, like Abbey Road, walking across the famous street in front of the legendary recording studio where hundreds of Beatles songs have been recorded. And with the Beatles being big news in pop culture today, if you didn't hear, they have released their new song, and supposedly their last song called Now and Then. So this provides a very relevant and entertaining theme for today's show. And you might also be saying, well, wait a minute, how can they do that? Because it's only Paul and Ringo who are around. Well, we'll, we'll dig into it, but it was very cool that now with technology, John, Paul, George, well, John, but Paul, George, and Ringo were able to have this 1979 demo clip that they couldn't do anything with because they couldn't separate John's vocals from the piano, from this song that he had had written. Then fast forward to 2023, not 1979, and with technology now, it allowed them to isolate John Lennon's vocals and also use George Harrison's guitar work from the 90s and create this song. So uh, we'll listen to that later in the show, but... I'm talking about Beatles. You're going to hear in this next hour an interview with a lovely and kind lass in Liverpool, Sue Harvey of the Beatles landmark Strawberry Field in Liverpool. 
She took me on an intimate personal tour of the Beatles landmark and shared a special story about her role in saving the iconic Iron Gates to the Garden. Going to also take you on an audio tour of the Beatles-themed Airbnb in Green Bay that you might not have known about with the talented artist who created it, Addie Sorbo. And uh, it includes a very unforgettable bathroom. So that is coming up. And we're talking about this new song, Do We Want or Need a New Beatles Song? Sounds like a kind of a shocking question, but we're going to look into that with three-time Grammy Award winner from Milwaukee and a Marquette University graduate, music producer and Omnivore Recordings president Cheryl Pavelski is going to weigh in with her thoughts and feelings, because she's a massive music fan, on this Beatles song that was just released, and also how this song, you just heard me talking about the technology, can it change the future of music? We're also going to learn about Chick Wabagon. Oh, I knew I was going to do it. Chick Wamagon. There you go. Say it with me. Chick Wamagon. We're going to learn about that. And the song you need to hear today is sung by a beloved children's TV character. That is all coming up between now and 7 o'clock. So please stay with me for What's on Tap on News Radio 620 WTMJ. That sounds good. And I was there not long ago. Thank you very much for tuning into this first episode of the new show, What's on Tap on WTMJ. And I say that I was there not as a brag. I say that because you're going to come with me here in just a moment to experience the Beatles landmark of Strawberry Field. What's on Tap? This is the first episode where you get to experience culture and creativity from Wisconsin and around the world. Those will be the stories we will focus on between 6 and 7 nightly here on WTMJ and WTMJ Night's still happening. Brian Noonan is poised and ready to start his show at 7 o'clock. And he might be talking about the Beatles because they are big news today. The release of a brand new song. And you heard it right. We're going to discuss that song in about 20 minutes and even play some of it for you. But it is a big deal when you can use new technology to resurrect and maybe, I won't say improve the Beatles, but help them live on in their legacy. So you will hear some of the new Beatles music and After being in the Fab Four's hometown of Liverpool, England, with a very fun group of WTMJ listeners with Steve Bertrand Travel, total Beatles fans, one of our must-see stops in Liverpool had to be to go to Strawberry Field. It's the place near where John Lennon grew up. And John Lennon, in his childhood, he would just jump the fence and go play with the kids who lived there. And it was a beautiful, sunny October morning when I arrived at the Red Iron Gates at the entrance, and there's... uh, Concrete posts on each side just graffitied up. Names and names and names of Beatle fans who've left their mark. And you stroll right into the garden area where the kids who lived at the Salvation Army Children's Home used to used to play there. So come with me now to Strawberry Field in Liverpool. And please meet our delightful tour guide. Field in Liverpool. We're going to stroll down to one of the gates. These were the original, original gates that would have been open at the front of the building when the, when the children's home was here. And it's worth mentioning that the gates were never closed. The gates were always open. So where now the gates are closed at the front of the building, this place was a home, a children's home. So the kids that were here could come and go as they pleased. They are iconic to a lot of people. They're profound. Well, my first job here, when I joined Strawberry Field, back in February 2019, so nearly five years here, was to move the iconic Red Gates. They were in the Beatles story, raising money for the build of this amazing place that we now have. 
my first job was to move them. When the gates were originally moved from Strawberry Field because they were stolen years ago and so the Salvation Army obviously knew how much those gates were worth not only to in monetary value but in their history. They moved them to a home down in the south of England and literally wrapped them in a duvet cover. <laughs> um, and then when I moved did them... They, did they wrap them in the duvet cover yeah. to protect them or just to kind of like camouflage them? <laughs> to hide them, I think. No, to protect them. So my first job was to get them moved out of the Beatles story, which we did very successfully. So we had cranes, because the Beatles story is, is kind of underground. Okay. So they had to be moved out of the building and then craned out of the building. So it was a really big job. Did people steal them because they were part of Beatles lore or did people steal them because, oh, we can melt down the iron? There was a point when these were stolen that things were being taken to melt down, to weigh in. Um, and that's that's what happened. But then when they got to the people who'd, who'd taken them off, the people who'd stolen them, they realized what they were and returned them to the Salvation Army, which is fantastic. It, it kind of um, renews your faith in humankind. It does. It's good to have a conscience and do the right thing. And that is Sue Harvey. She's the commercial manager of... Liverpool Strawberry Field, a kind soul and a huge Beatles fan herself. And at Strawberry Field, you hear her talking about that. The attraction reopened in 2019. It was closed for a while and now includes the garden and a very unique outdoor performance stage. It's shaped like a big snare drum with a Strawberry Field mural painted on the back wall. And the stage itself is painted to look like the Mosaic Tribute in New York's Central Park with the big mosaic spelling out the word imagine. And speaking of the song Imagine, inside the thoroughly engaging and interactive exhibition, the actual piano that John Lennon wrote the song Imagine, it's there. And it is just fascinating to stand and just kind of imagine all the music that was experimented and channeled right there on that piano. And it's covered in plexiglass, and there are also bits of paper that you can write thoughts and hopes and dreams and messages. And so it's 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 a really really lovely space to be in and i asked sue what is something that surprises people who visit the beatles landmark they're amazed that they can actually come beyond the gates now so the fact that the gates were closed for so long after the children's home closed and really even before then you couldn't you couldn't come beyond the gates i mean john john shouldn't have come beyond the gates he was jumping over the wall to play in the gardens the fact that people could actually walk beyond the gates and have that connection with Strawberry Field and their connection, their personal connection with John and the Beatles and the song was quite an emotional thing for a lot of people. At Strawberry Field, it is a meditative, beautiful place. It's not a tacky, you know, da, 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 da. it's not a tacky carnival atmosphere at all. It is a very sweet, serene space. And in addition to the exhibition and garden, Salvation Army also provides employment training to young people with learning difficulties. So it really is continuing to make a positive difference in the Liverpool community. I could have spent all day roaming the garden and checking out every inch of the exhibition at Strawberry Field. And I do want to go back. I'll post video and photos of Strawberry Field on WTMJ.com in the next couple of days so you can see for yourself this very special place. And a big, big, big thanks to Sue Harvey of Strawberry Field for inviting me on that intimate tour and for her just excellent hospitality. I felt so welcome. The good news is you don't have to go to Liverpool. I highly recommend it. But you don't have to go to Liverpool to immerse yourself in the Beatles. You can go to Green Bay. 
Meet the woman who created a fab Foreulous Airbnb complete with one of the most unique shower stalls ever. I'm Sandy Max. Stay with me on News Radio 620 WTMJ. This is What's on Tap with Sandy Max. Let it be, let it be, let it be. Beatles are big news today. They released their new and supposedly last song. And with them being the big news in pop culture today, it, it ties in with the trip I just recently took, the Beatles and more, an England adventure with a fine, fine group of WTMJ listeners. Thanks to Steve Bertrand Travel for helping me coordinate that. It was just a joy. And uh, it's wonderful to be able to talk about things that are relevant. So it meant that I could talk about Liverpool, but I thought about... Do we have anything like Strawberry Field here in Wisconsin? So I have interesting news. The next time you're at Lambeau Field, you are very close to what I'm calling a fab foreulous Airbnb. You just heard me telling you about Liverpool, Strawberry Field, the location that was the inspiration for that Beatles song. What got me thinking. So I looked up Strawberry Field, Wisconsin. What did I find? My research brought me to Green Bay and one of the biggest Beatles fans in Wisconsin, Addie Sorbo. Mom, artist, teacher, entrepreneur, Addie is the owner of Strawberry Fields Design. It's a graphic art and web design company. Oh, but she kicks it up a notch. She has created the coolest Beatles-themed Airbnb. So I looked at the pictures on Airbnb, even on Instagram. I, I got in touch with her. I'm like, hey, can I come visit? I really want to see this. And she was lovely. Just this past Monday afternoon, she let me pop in for a personal tour, and it lived up to all of my expectations, and then some, and I'm going to bring you along on this kind of mini tour here. She's a Beatles fan, so of course, Addie and I got along. In BFF terms, I think she's my new Beatles fan friend. I didn't want to, like, stay too long. But she even invited Paul McCartney to stay at this Airbnb, because remember when he performed at Lambeau Field in 2019? Addie put together a 28-page booklet invitation trying to convince him of her fan loyalty, all the reasons that he should stay there. She would make sure the kitchen was stocked with vegan treats. He did get the invitation, but he didn't sleep there. But we know that he saw the invitation. But you can, and first when you walk up to the Airbnb, there are silhouettes of the Abbey Road album cover. You know, the four Beatles walking across what they call the zebra crossing. So you know you're in the right place. There's an Abbey Road street sign, and the front door is even painted like a red British phone box. And you walk through that door. There's a yellow submarine on the wall of the ping pong room, and then you get into the big, welcoming, comfortable living room. Big, spacious, nice big stone fireplace, and everywhere you look, you're going to feel like you're in England. There's tasteful and fun London decor. Of course, there's Beatles artwork. Shelves of Beatles books. And as you walk through the living room, then you walk towards a huge, colorful painting of the Beatles. It's in their Sgt. Pepper psychedelic military uniforms, and Addie painted that when she was a teenager. That's how long she's been a fan, and there are two china cabinets in that hall, chock full of collectibles of all kinds. Figurines, magazines, ticket stubs. How did Addie amass all of these treasures that are on display for her Airbnb visitors? Believe it or not, a lot of these things I got when I was in high school because I spent money on Beatles stuff, you know. Hey, it keeps you out of trouble. So like the Bradford Exchange plates, and then I got the Corgi Classics where, you know, the die cast. Tiny lunch boxes, yeah. Christmas ornaments. The Christmas ornaments I just love. I like all these 
in and concert like, figurines. And I love, like the little Paul. That's you know something from way back when. Oh, that's one the of those ring. rings that if you stand this way, yep. it says the holographic. Um, oh, there ring. it is. Yep. So now, not only is there a Beatles theme, but Addie's husband Tim loves playing games. There's one room of the Airbnb decorated with board games covering an entire wall. Even the life game with this little spinning top. And there are dozens and dozens of different games you can play while you stay. But the Beatles, they're still here, there, and everywhere. Oh, my gosh. Look at the kitchen. Yeah. And so I wanted to have something that kind of bridged the games and the Beatles. So I found pictures of Beatles playing games. That is perfect. And decoupage them on the canvas. <laughs> now, the British call it the loo or the water closet. You have to see the most unique room of this Abbey Road Green Bay Airbnb. I feel like, <laughs> Addie, I feel like we have saved the best for last. The last. The yes. bathroom. The loo, the loo at Abbey Road yeah, Airbnb. Yes, so we have our red phone box or red phone booth which is kind of the theme. So, you know, I just build a shower when you can have a phone booth shower with Paul McCartney on the phone. <laughs> Show me this. <laughs> so here you go. And our lighting. <gasps> That's hilarious. <laughs> that is so clever. What a creative use of space. Thanks. Wow. And it's actually like a door, and I painted it red and added the little slab. Oh <laughs> you can see it for yourself right. on Instagram. Oh, Hashtag God. Abbey Road Green Bay. Heck, plan a special getaway with your favorite Beatles fans. I'm going to post more of my photos and videos on WTMJ.com in the next couple of days so you can see for yourself this special place. But huge thank you to Addie Sorbo for inviting me on a fun tour and for her excellent hospitality. There is so much more to share with you about that and i look forward to doing that at least online and uh we are going to hear the new beatles song and get insight on the song from grammy winner cheryl pavelski but right now from the wtmj breaking news center jessica news center jessica gatso what's on tap with sammy max is back on wtmj and i am a huge music fan as you probably already know and uh what's on tap is now an hour-long show featuring culture and creativity around Wisconsin and around the world. And I'm very excited about it because I just had the chance to go to another hemisphere and enjoy Liverpool just before the Beatles released a brand new song today. If you haven't heard it yet, look it up. It's called Now and Then. And it is a very interesting time that we live in where we can use old audio to create new music. And basically... In 1979, or in 1979, John Lennon created a demo, just him playing piano, and Yoko Ono had this clip, and she gave the audio to Paul McCartney, who then got the other living Beatles together. I kind of call them the Threedles, Paul, Ringo, and George, and they got together, and they listened to this, and they decided what they would do with this audio. This is Paul McCartney explaining that time. George and Ringo came down to my studio. We listened to the track. There's John in his apartment in New York City, banging away at his piano, doing a little demo. Is it something we shouldn't do? Every time I thought like that, I thought, wait a minute, let's say I had a chance to ask John, hey John, would you like us to finish this last song of yours? I'm telling you. I know the answer would have been, yeah. 
He would have loved that. So with that motivation, you remember the Get Back documentary series that came out recently and Peter Jackson, who Hobbit movies, all of that, was able to use really incredible technology to improve the audio. And you could hear the Beatles in the studio commiserating and talking. So some of that technology now can be used to improve audio. And what happened when that technology was applied to this John Lennon demo? Here's Paul McCartney. Actually, this is the new song. <laughs> what I was going to play for you was the isolated vocal of John Lennon singing. It's true. It sounds pretty crystal clear. It's all because of you. So now that we have new Beatles music, do we want or need new Beatles music? I heard this morning on Wisconsin's Morning News, Vince Petrano and Eric Bielstad were very lo- lukewarm. You can imagine me. I'm very hot on this idea. I'm excited about this. But I'm very interested in the perspective, a true music professional. And please welcome to the show now, three-time Grammy Award winner from Milwaukee, Marquette University graduate. She's an excellent music producer and Omnivore Recordings president, Cheryl Pavelski. Cheryl, welcome to the show. Hey, Sandy. How are you? I am great. There's new Beatles music. I'm excited. What is your reaction as a as a massive music fan to the song or the technology <laughs> well exactly and that's what i wonder are there are there two, are they two different things let me ask you as a music fan first what what is your reaction as a fan well i'll tell you you know it's it's autumnal it's melancholic but it's also kind of like a call from an old friend you know my my entire life um Beatles music has been here, right? And so, I, you know, I think it's a lovely way to put a bow on a remarkable catalog of music. And it's not the first time they've done this, right? When I was, when I was at Capitol in the 90s, we had Free as a Bird and Real Love. And um, those were nice, too. You know, it, uh, I don't know that we necessarily have to measure it against the rest of their catalog. I just think it's a nice thing that they wanted to do. You're like a musical sommelier. I just loved how you described it. Honestly, the, the beautiful adjectives and you captured the emotion of it. I mean, you're, you're right. It is like a phone call from an old friend. That's very, that's very sweet. And so, yeah, I've been well, happy. I've been streaming it all day since it came out. Well, and think about it. Like, you know, I, I know from my own experience with projects, um, you know, producing records and whatnot, they, they happen when they're supposed to. You know, they take their own time. And um, I, I think this song does what music does best. It gives us that little slice of happiness, right? It's a little bit of peace in difficult times. These are very difficult days. What a, what a lovely thing to drop in um, into the world right now for people who love the Beatles. And music is medicine like that. And yeah, for sure. Your specialty with Omnivore Recordings yeah. is preserving the legacy of so many musical artists of, of all different styles. And that is what has earned you. I'm going to give you credit where credit's due, my friend, three <laughs> Grammy awards. But I mean that, and like you said, music happens when it happens. It isn't just yeah. A plus B equals C and all the, th- all the things fall into place. So now instead of your opinion as a massive music fan, uh-huh. how does this technology change or does it change work that you're doing to preserve these legacy recordings? Well, it does. And, um, you know, I know that there's a lot of talk about the technology that was employed to make this particular recording, but you have to remember all recording is technology, right? I mean, recording started out as, you know, you had 
one track. It was mono. <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> uh, so the thing is, you know, I, I, I can see, you know, these they're tools and tools can be used for good or bad. They can build or destroy. Right. So if an artist and or their designated representatives aren't involved, I would advise caution. But here it is, the Beatles utilizing new technology to make one last song. And, you know, like last, uh, I think it was last summer, I went to see um, ABBA's Voyage, right? The Avatars in London. And it's the same thing. ABBA themselves were involved in the creation of that art. And I think it's, you know, it's just another tool that can be used. So I don't, I don't necessarily see it as bad. Now, in, in the hands of people who aren't the creators, I, then I would, I would exercise caution. Because I think <laughs> and, that was you know, a lot of people's pushback when we first heard the phrase AI and yeah. John Lennon's voice was going to be AI. We were like, oh, nobody wants a robot no. Lennon. Yeah. So to now hear yeah. that they're, they're taking great care with it and that this song meant something to them as well. Well, right, and it and it is the original creators that are are working on this. Uh, we use, I mean, your question was about what how, how I use this, and and we have this. This is technically sort of called demixing, right? You're taking in multi track recording is what creates songs, and you mix those tracks together, like drums are on this track and bass is on this track, and and you mix it down to a stereo track, and that's what we've heard our whole lives. Well, sometimes you can't pull those tracks apart. So now um, technology allows us to isolate, you know, a bass track so we can put it on its own track and maybe fix some imperfections and then put it back into the song. So it's I, I've I find it really helpful. But the only time that we've used that, we've either had somebody in the family if the artist was deceased. You know, give their approval, or uh, we've worked directly with the artist. I, I, I'm in the business of um, saving pieces of history and not rewriting history. So there's there's a danger there. But again, you know, the Beatles are involved. This is their stuff. All four either artists or estates were involved. So I say that's that's a new creation by the Beatles. Yay! Yay us! <laughs> <laughs> Cheryl Pavelski of Omnivore Recordings, three-time Grammy Award winner. Thank you so much for your insight and enjoy being a Grammy nominations presenter next week. Oh, oh it's going to be fun and congratulations on the new show. Thank you. Thank you very much. And more with what's on tap and what the heck is Chick Wamagon? That's next on 620 WTMJ. There is going to be some girl power rippling through northern Wisconsin on Saturday. Have you ever heard of Chick Wamagon? I have the right person to teach us. Hi, I'm Mary McFetrick, and I'm the executive director of the Ashland Area Chamber of Commerce. I've been here for 24 years. It'll be 25 years in December, so I'm coming up on a milestone. And I love what I do. Our um, mission statement is very easy, so I can remember it. It's We Sell Ashland. For anyone who hasn't been to Ashland, where is it? We are located on the tip top of the state. We are located on the south shore of the Shawamigan Bay Lake Superior. We call ourselves the Shawamigan Bay, but it's Ashland, Washburn, and Bayfield. A lot of people have heard of Bayfield. A lot of people know where Duluth is, so we're, we're about an hour and a half on the east side of Duluth. But a beautiful, beautiful scenic route, I can tell you that much. So you mentioned Shawamigan. 
Mm-hmm. The event. Yeah, very good. Thank you. Thank you. I'm, I'm <laughs> learning. I love this. So Shawamagan inspired this weekend's event, which is called Chick Wamigan. <laughs> How about that? How did Chick Wamigan, first of all, what is it? So the Chick Wamigan, it's a 5K, 10K, one mile walk or run in Ashland. It's for women. If a man shows up, we will let him in. Don't let me get offend anybody. But we do have, for example, all of the um, all of the worker bees are men. So we call them the safety boys or the crossing boys or crossing guards. And the water station is usually run by men. And so then it's the girls' time to get out. And we really wanted to do this early November because in northern Wisconsin, it's all about hunting. And a lot of times, mama's hunting too. So we it's wanted to have... It's a family have, tradition, yeah. It really is. And so and if mama's not hunting, then mama's home taking care of kids or cooking. And so we really wanted to give mom an opportunity to get out, bring the kids, have some fun. And it's all about bling. And it's all about dressing up and just being able to act a little kooky and act like a girl and, you know, just have fun. Our commercials, we usually sing, you know, girls just want to have fun. <laughs> and uh, we really have fun out there. And it's going to be cool. And the nice thing about having an event when it's cool is that you can just layer and layer and layer. And there's really out of the out of the whole uh, slew of girls, there's probably a handful that are really doing it to race, not a very competitive event. This has been the summer of Barbie, Beyonce, Taylor Swift, lots of lady energy this year. <laughs> so I expect you're going to have a pretty good turnout. But Chick Wamagon is not a new idea this year. No, we've been around for, I think we're at 15 this year, actually. How did this idea come to be? We uh, coordinate a a Boston qualifying marathon in October, the middle of October. And so before we put all of our marathon supplies away and our running supplies away, we just thought, you know what, let's have one more little shindig and let's do it for women and let's get them out there and have a little fun. I just was thinking, like, what can I call it? And then, you know, one of those 2 o'clock in the morning things, ah, Let's call it Chick. Chick-wam again. <laughs> Chick-wam again. And, and so the name stuck, and that's where we're at. What are some of your favorite moments from the past chick events? There was a really fun group. Remember the, the show that came out, the new Black is Orange, or the new... Orange is the remember. new Black, yeah. Yeah. So they were all in orange, and they were a... Oh, my gosh, they were hysterical. They were so funny because they were just playing the part. We get a lot of Packer women. We get the Barbies. We're really cute. Sure. That was really a lot of fun. And, you know, a lot of women, too, away because it's always the week after October, so you can go and get a real good discount at the discount store. At all the for... Halloween shops, sure. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there are prizes for the blingiest and best costumes. There are, yes. We want to get the ladies out. What There are prizes for... Um, the best costume, and then what we do is everybody votes. We don't we don't judge. We let everybody vote, so you get you know an opportunity to vote for yourself or for someone else. So it makes it pretty fair. And then we have drawings for different items from our retailers. Um, we have a really vibrant downtown in Ashland. We have over 30 retailers in a eight block historic district. We give five dollar chamber dollars when you finish. You get a medal, and then your five dollar chamber dollars to just to try and encourage people to go downtown and shop and have some fun. What time? will these runners be on foot throughout Ashland? Well, it starts at 10, and it's usually over by noon. That's why we did the one mile, because we just wanted people, like, even if you just want to dress up, get with your girls, come out, and then go to bazaars. There's a bazaar right at the area where the start and finish is, 
it's um, this rustic valley bazaar, which is in Ashland, like the best bazaar ever. <laughs> so, and usually they have it in a different area. And we just found out today that it's it's in the um, breading center, which is is kind of the site where we start and finish. So that's awesome. And then there's a couple church bazaars, and you know, it's just that getting into the the whole holiday spirit and just you know getting a little girl power in there too. Mary McFetridge of Visit Ashland, and Mary, what will you be dressed up as on Saturday? I am usually um, like a princess. I have a tiara. I have wings. I just grab anything pink I can, and I go with it because I have to move around a lot. So I can, I have to be mobile. I have to be a mobile princess, fairy, <laughs> whatever. I hope you get uh, not just participants, but many spectators and a lot of people just absolutely enjoying Ashland on Saturday. Say it for me. Chick Womigan. Chick Womigan. Is she cold again? No, she's warm again. Chick-wamigan. Chick-wamigan. <laughs> All right. And you can go to chickwomigan.com. Mary McFetridge of Visit Ashland. Have a great time on Saturday at Chick Womigan. You are All right. such Thank good you. energy. <laughs> and the song you need to hear and it is not the Beatles. It is a childhood TV friend. That's next on News Radio 620 WTMJ. And now, feast your ears. This is the song you need to hear. Most blokes are going to be playing at 10. These go to 11. Oh, yeah. I'm Sandy Max. It is What's on Tap. An hour devoted to culture and creativity. And if you know me, you know I'm a huge music fan. So I feel like... Each show should feature a song that you need to hear. And a Milwaukee PBS gal like me could not let today go by without noting a special birthday. Who watched Sesame Street? Today is Cookie Monster's birthday. So I feel like this is the song you need to hear. And I have some fun facts. Everybody sing along if you know the words. C is for cookie. That's good enough for me. C is for cookie. (laughs) That's good enough for me. C is for cookie, that's good enough for me. Oh, cookie, cookie, cookie starts with C. Even if we're not full of candy from yesterday, uh, Cookie Monster revealed he does have a first name. Sid is Cookie Monster's first name. The blue fuzzy character was actually, didn't get his start on Sesame Street. In 1969, he was in a bunch of snack food commercials and even an IBM training film. Before Jim Henson uh, put him on Sesame Street. So happy birthday to the Cookie Monster. And thanks so much for tuning in today. Thanks. I hope this is the beginning of a beautiful relationship for What's on Tap and uh, listening regularly at 6 o'clock. And I want to say some special thank yous. Really, thanks to Steve Bertrand Travel and Journeys Connect for creating a truly unique and treasured travel experience for the Beatles-themed England trip last month that I'm finally back in. A huge thank you to my travel mates for joining in. Beth and Gary, our anniversary couple, Denise and Joe, John and Shyla, John and Sandy, Susie and Dennis, Dave Meister, who's creating a replica of the Cavern Club in Waukesha. I'm keeping my eye on that. Kathy with two E's, Doris and Linda, Rich and Dottie, Colleen and Bill, Tony and Mike, and rock star reader and photographer Kathy, and our wonderful tour guide expert, Sarah Reynolds. I'm already planning a trip for 2024. So I'll keep you posted, whether it's a music-themed vacation or just embracing travel. So you can catch up on the What's on Tap on the podcast. Share it with your friends. I will meet you here again on Tuesday night. And never fear, even though we've started this new show, What's on Tap, at 6 o'clock nightly, WTMJ Nights remains. Brian Noonan will always start his show at 7 o'clock. He is one of my favorite teammates. He's smart, he's sharp, and he can be very silly 
Like what's on a stick? Or no, stick or no stick. That's the game he played at the uh, Wisconsin State Fair. So Brian Noonan, WTMJ Knights, is next.